Welcome everyone to the show. Uh, this week we are looking at people that just don't understand what they need to do to get their bodies doing what they need to do after an injury. Most people are looking at pain medications or even seeing an orthopedist and off to physical therapy if possible, but there's always another way. And this week we are going to discuss those other ways to get you back to where you need to be. I'm Dr. Jason Alvian, and you're listening to Structurally Sound. Our guest today, we've got Eric Nason. Uh, Eric, he is definitely one of my mentors. He actually was an extern coordinator for me. I went and trained under him for about three months. Uh, when I was working on my master's degree in sports science and rehab. Uh, Eric, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me. It's a, it's a privilege being here. I mean, it's been a while since I've actually been able to talk to you. Uh, but when I did my externship with you, it was just such a surreal thing for me at the time, being able to go to Cape Canaveral and be at Kennedy Space Center and just having NASA and seeing all that stuff going on, on top of being able to help people. Uh, how have you been since then? Well, I'm doing great. Um, it's uh, as we both were saying before, you know, social media is what keeps us up. I feel like uh, I'm part of your family and, and see every all the growth and progression that's been going on there. And you know, it was so long ago, it seems like that we were together at the Kennedy Space Center with the Rehab Works program. But you're right. The, that's a fascinating place where we are launching human beings into space and uh, <laughs> we're caring for uh, everyone on the ground that is taking care and making our, our, our United States space program possible. So uh, that was that's an awesome time. And you know what? I just love being a part of uh, the program, being able to share that experience with so many other athletic trainers and, and chiropractors and other healthcare providers that came through our program. So it was awesome. Been doing great since then. Well, I, I mean, I, I learned so much going through there that I actually, in my office, starting in the next few months, I have an athletic trainer that's going to be coming into the office and doing rehab on top of also doing training uh, as well. Uh, it's uh, just such a, a great thing to have and being able to have that license in Florida and knowing that it, they can take a step beyond and actually go out on the field and work with sports teams. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for those that are listening and the athletic trainer is usually um, misconstrued on what we do and, and our education. And so, you know, our, our certified athletic trainers, we're, we're certified through a, a national organization. Uh, we're licensed as a healthcare provider in, in the state of Florida under, under the Department of Health. And so uh, right now, our education platform is a six-year master's level program. Uh, and there's accredited schools across this country that uh, man, the knowledge that our athletic trainers are graduating with right now is just absolutely amazing. It's it's kind of a, a combination of physical therapy and, and orthopedics and PA school and, and you know, uh, emergency care and EMS model. And so, you know, our athletic trainers have worked, uh, athletic trainers are working all over the country in various settings. As you saw us at the Kennedy Space Center, 
um, I had left there and went and became an athletic trainer, similar to what your athletic trainer in your office is going to be. I was a physician extender, as, as we used to call it, but, you know, an AT in, in the physician practice, uh, serving the patients, increasing volume, improving revenue uh, within the office, but also just adding that additional care and treatment to the patient that uh, extends after that physician leaves the room, just being able to educate, uh, to train, uh, and even um, provide treatment and care. So yeah, athletic trainers are uh, very versatile and you can plug them into quite a few locations and settings and, and find success. Yeah, I, I find that it's the 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 name that gives the uh, misconstrued to what you do. When you hear trainer, you think, okay, somebody trains me and athletic beforehand. Oh, they're going to train me how to play a sport. And yeah. that is is so far from everything that you do. I mean, if you do train somebody for a sport, it's very minimal. But I would think after they work with you, they're going off to the strength and conditioning specialist for those those uh, types of activities. Yeah, I mean, that's, you nailed it on the head, you know. Um, the term athletic trainer, our title has been, we've been back and forth with that in our profession on whether we need a, a name change um, or, or stay with what we have. And, and we felt that we need to stay with the term athletic trainer. It came from the foundation of our, the beginning of our profession where athletic trainers were that they were, they were, um, you know, physically, uh, physical education majors, individuals, coaches who worked and served the athletes of the local high school or university. As it grew into a profession, the name stuck with it, but we felt that the best thing that we can do is advocate and educate. So we advocate for who we are, for what we can do. We educate those that are around us, our patients of the services that we provide. And slowly but surely, it, it is growing. We have athletic trainers uh, in your traditional high schools, uh, your collegiate settings. But we also have athletic trainers in law enforcement and performing arts and in extreme sports and uh, in corporate uh, settings, hospitals, physician offices. Um, you name it, um, you know, it's, we're very versatile and we provide a very strategic approach to rehabilitation, uh, with a twist of injury prevention and, um, preparing that patient to get back to their lifestyle. It may not be a sport. It may be returning to work, uh, <laughs> but that's our goal, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, when it comes to, uh, helping somebody be able to use their body again, it's not always about what sport are they going to play? It's what do they need to do with their body? And that's, that's where you guys do come in. And I don't think a lot of people realize how versatile you are. Uh, now, when I, I worked with you back at uh, Rehab Works, I remember you were doing a lot of stuff with rodeo and NASCAR. Are you still in that? Well, actually, yes. Um, you know, <laughs> I, so anyone that's listening, I, I have lived the, the ultimate life of an athletic trainer of doing everything except <laughs> traditional sports. So, uh, you know, we always said it was rockets, racing and rodeo. That was my three R's <laughs> in my profession. And um, so I serve on the Justin Sports Medicine um, team. Um, I'm an athletic trainer with the Justin Boots sports medicine team. Justin Boots, a uh, 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 predominant uh, cowboy boot company that um, has been behind the rodeo athlete for many, many years, uh, financially supporting a, a traveling sports medicine program. So I'm the Southeast uh, 
representative for the for the organization, and we provide sports medicine services to about uh, I'll say about six rodeos here in the southeast, uh, and then accumulating here in December in Vegas at the National Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. So those are extreme athletes. Those are. Um, a little different than the ones that we would come across probably in your clinic or my clinic. It's just kind of, uh, um, uh, but they really lean on the knowledge of our, not only athletic trainers, but our physicians uh, that travel with them. And then, uh, yeah, NASCAR, I spent 10 years with the American Le Mans and IMSA series. Um, and uh, after that was um, sold to NASCAR, they I kind of uh, was out of it for a few years, and, and now I'm kind of back into it with uh, with Advent Health, where I'm currently working, and and uh, as we are the official healthcare provider, Advent Health is at the Daytona International Speedway, and have a strong uh, relationship and partnership with uh, Chip Ganassi Racing and their drivers Ross Chastain and Kurt Busch. All right, so so Advent Health, how did you? fall into that. I mean, I, rehab works to Advent Health. I mean, was there stuff in between? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I went was with rehab works at the Kennedy Space Center for 17 years. So that was a big chunk of the, my, my career and really expounded that program and grew it and um, and proved that we were we were a cost saving program as it was a free service on site. We had mm -hmm. cost containment. We avoided lost work time. We increased productivity by having that service on site. And so it was a great experience. And, and as I grew and grew professionally, Professionally. I wanted to get into the orthopedic office. I went and served as a, as a athletic trainer in the physician's office in an ortho office for about uh, a year and a half and then moved into the management side where I managed the orthopedic office of four orthos and about 30 other employees in the staff. Uh, including rehabilitation. So that was a great opportunity really opened my eyes to that. Um, making a transition to advent health advent health. Um, it was Florida hospital at the time. And uh, they were doing a partnership with a local school district, uh, Volusia County schools. And they were looking for an athletic trainer to be a care advocate liaison between the hospital system, Florida hospital and the school district and supporting their sports medicine needs within the district. So I kind of came on board with that project, but it's kind of expanded. So um, currently with Advent Health, um, I am the uh, manager of sports medicine uh, services. I'm a, I kind of manage the clinical integration of all of our partnerships uh, in the Central Florida division. Um, so I focus on the North region. So we have partnerships with Flagler County and Volusia County schools uh, where oh, we wow. help support the athletic trainer. So in Volusia County, we, um, we help set up best, pra best practices, policy, uh, new mandates, um, everything from concussion to exertional heat illness protocols and ECGs. So we just made it mandatory that every athlete in Volusia County has to have an ECG screening as part of their pre-participation physical. And a lot of the counties in the, in the central Florida area are moving in that direction. In fact, there's a legislative bill out there that may, I would imagine, make that mandatory in the next couple of years for all students. Um, we have a partnership in Flagler County where we actually hired two athletic trainers to work as an Advent Health employee, but embed them in the two schools. So we can just continue to drive best practice services to the athletes of those, uh, those communities. 
Um, but we also work with NASCAR uh, in Daytona Beach. Mm -hmm. So we're the official healthcare provider there. Uh, we're open. I think we serve the the nine first aid stations in our care center, like 80 some days out of the year. Everybody thinks that we just do stuff just for um, uh, the NASCAR races, which we do. Those are our heavy events, but we have mm -hmm. concerts and we have other sporting events. We have the Clash Challenge, or it used to be called the Daytona, um, the Challenge Daytona. It's a triathlon. And I know you're a runner and I know they have uh, the triathlon. I guess it's a, a world qualifier, Olympic qualifier. Uh -huh. um, in December. So we provide the medical services there. So we'll have uh, massage and, and um, stretching and injury evaluation and care at the finish line, uh, right there on pit road uh, at the racetrack. <laughs> so we do a lot with them. We also have partnerships across the, our whole region, everywhere from the, the west side of uh, Florida, where um, we're with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then in central Florida, we have the Orlando Magic. We have Disney Wild World of Sports. We have the Disney Resorts. Um, we have the Dr. Phillips Performing Arts Center. So wow. we are really um, involved. Uh, our marketing and branding team and partnership team, they do a, an amazing job of strategically aligning themselves with with you know, sporting and entertainment services and events and teams in our area. But um, myself and a couple other on our team as athletic trainers, we want to drive a clinical integration that it's just not a banner. It's just not a billboard that we're actually getting athletic trainers and other healthcare providers in there to, to take care of our athletes um, and, and teams. And so uh, that's kind of what my day-to-day -day looks like. And it, never looks the same. Day. <laughs> it but seems it's awesome. going to be different every day. It yeah, is I, great. Yeah. I've done a, quite a few triathlons, um, all the way up to, uh, Ironman events. Um, haven't done them in a few years, but it's, uh, it's always good to have those, uh, people there in case you do need them. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I felt like there was times where it's like, oh, I might need to visit the tent, but it's, uh, it's good to have them there and the massage and everything. Now yeah. I'm going to step back for a moment. Sure. Um, I know what these are for, but maybe you could help uh, our listeners understand what would be the purpose of doing an ECG on the athletes and making that mandatory? Yeah, well, that's a great question. So um, there's a non- uh, non non for profit organization called Who We Play For out of uh, the Cocoa Beach area, and their their story came as they were all soccer players at Marin Island High School, and their one of their best friends collapsed on the field and died of sudden cardiac arrest. And oh. so, as they as they went to FSU for college and they all kind of regrouped, um, they started a non profit called Who We Play For, and they're playing for this this kid, their friend, their colleague that had died on the field that they wanted to make sure that every child had an ECG screening so that these very small abnormalities in the cardiovascular system that are causing sudden cardiac arrest and other rhythmic problems that are putting the heart in, in an abnormal rhythm or under distress during physical activity, a simple screening can usually identify those a lot better than doing, you know, the, the physical listening to the heart and, you know, doing any kind of, um, you know, manual evaluation. Um, so, They've been pushing the screen athletes for quite a while in Central Florida. Um, Brevard County um, here has has made it mandatory. Osceola County has made it mandatory. Orange County and Volusia County made it mandatory last year. And the purpose of that is there's a, an abnormal, undetectable rhythm that is only found in an ECG that can cause 
uh, lead to sudden cardiac arrest. Um, I, I have to look at the numbers. I don't want to quote it wrong, but it's a very low number. I mean, we're, we, we screened about 500, almost 600 students at our last physical event in Volusia County. And we had about six um, abnormality flags. Six screenings mm -hmm. were flagged for abnormalities. One was a red flag. And that child has since had surgery, life-saving surgery wow. because of that, that screening, a $20 screening. Advent Health paid for all these screenings. We never wanted a child kind of uh, go without it. Um, we had a child at Seabreeze High School that was a, um, I believe, a cheerleader and a basketball player. She was doing some kind of cardio training in the gym, running and collapsed. Uh, and was uh, eventually, obviously, CPR was started right away by an SRO. She was taken to the hospital, transferred to a uh, children's hospital in Jacksonville where um, she was monitored and, you know, and was uh, ended up treated and, and released. But um, if she would have had a screening, we would have known that 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 abnormality in her heart was there and and um, she could have been treated before having that incident. So our goal is to um, make this a mandatory um, process in our state. Now, a lot of healthcare providers will say, well, there's a lot of false positives. There's a lot of, you know, abnormalities that are detected or, or wrongfully detected. It's an extra cost. And we understand all that. And who we play for is really work with international doctors, not only here in the States, but around the world to create a sports criteria to the screening of this ECG so that it really takes into the effect the age of the child, the physical activity of the child, um, and, and really cuts down, I think it's a one to 3% false positive rate. And so, um, it really cuts down on that, that unnecessary stress on a family when an abnormal reading comes in, but, um, the counties have accepted it with open arms. They've been really, really enthusiastic with it. We're getting ready to do an event at the end of this month uh, in uh, Flagler County School District, where we're providing uh, ECG screenings for their high school athletes. And um, this is uh, October is Sudden Cardiac Awareness or Sudden Cardiac Arrest Awareness Month. Okay. So we're kind of tying in the ECG screenings with that, but just want to uh, educate parents, coaches, and school districts just on this. So I think we have uh, several other counties that are that are looking to get on board. And and like I said before, there's talks legislatively about a bill that would mandate this as part of the the pre-participation physical. Yeah, and I I mean an ECG EKG depending on what the the person heard. I mean this is just yeah. a, a test to to look at the heart, and there's no side effects to it. It's None. It's all it's all electrical. And if your county or state does not mandate it, you can still go have your child checked. Absolutely. So it's one of those things that if you want to have your child checked and make sure, and if you do come up with a false positive, guess what? You can do another test. So yeah. that's that's always a good possibility that false positives, at least you run another one. If it comes up negative, good to go. Yeah. And that's exactly what we do. When we have those that are flagged that are low risk, we, all of them, we, we offer them a free screening. They come back, they do another screening or we meet them at their school. We'll do a screening. Like you said, it's a 12 lead sticker electrodes to go to a little mm -hmm. box. The box go, delivers the information to a laptop, puts it in a cloud EMR, and we have pediatric cardiologists that read it. Yeah. Um, and so um, it's spot on. So uh, Advent Health is really behind this. Also, we're really trying to make a movement ac across 
the central Florida region to support the schools in making this uh, possible for every athlete and, um, and working along with who we play for um, is uh, it's been a joy and, and love seeing their mission come to life. All right. So here comes the, uh, the, the big question um, for, for you. When was that, that time where, where, you know, you made a huge mistake and uh, you, you learned from it because it happens to everyone. A huge mistake. And I learned from it. Yeah. Something that's happened throughout your career where you look back going, if I only had done this or, and then you don't fall in that category anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You don't have to use no. any names. <laughs> no, no, no. We wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> well, you know, I don't necessarily say that I made a mistake in my career, but there was a time in my career that was extremely painful and I felt I had made a big mistake. And as I look back and I, and I say, wow, that was, that was hard, but I learned so much from it and mm -hmm. grew and I'm a better person today. So when I, when I left, you know, it was really hard because I was in my comfort zone at the Space Center. I loved working with uh, Mary Kirkland there and the whole NASA and KSC staff. It was great. But it just got to a point where we grew so much uh, from a physical standpoint. And then from a career professional standpoint, I grew that I, I needed a new challenge. That's who I am. I went and got my MBA um, and in like 2015 because I knew that as I grew in my profession, I wasn't sure if I'd have hands-on with patients on a daily basis, or I would move into management. And that's kind of where I am now is moving more into the non-patient side of things, but directing mm -hmm. the care to the patients and needs and from a management standpoint. So when I went to the orthopedic office, that was like, um, that was like Frogger, the video game. I was on the sidelines and I jumped in the traffic <laughs> and like, there was, you, you did not stand still for very long. It was, it was, you know, 50 plus patients a day, surgery, two days a week. You know, um, I was dictating and doing notes for the ortho and for our services. I was managing all of our post-ops. It was a lot of work and there uh -huh. were stressful days that I said, what did I do? I just left the rehab world and went into the orthopedic world. And it was, um, it was, it was crazy. But, you know, as you take a deep breath and each week would start new and I got there, I got my feet wet, and more anchored, I felt more confident and, 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 um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I was learning a lot more. There's a lot of nuances, as you know, when it comes to insurance, um, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I, I wish, I wish, and today, and I can touch on this in a minute, but I know today in the education world, um, some of that managerial and, and insurance billing reimbursement components is is part of the at education but it wasn't when i was in school and so getting into that was a lot to take on i had moved into i was asked to move into a practice manager position <laughs> and i paused there to take a deep breath that seems like a voluntold type of thing it, it was kind of that it was kind of that you know i had watched three practice managers come in and leave, come in and leave. And when they came in, they were enthusiastic. When they left, it was not a pretty sight because they mm -hmm. were just burnt. I was asked to say, Hey, you got a great relationship. We'd love for you to, you know, jump into this role. Now it was probably the, the worst year and a half of my career from a enjoyment factor, but man, I learned so much that has really advanced me to where I am today. And as I, I needed to get out of that environment, because it was, 
I didn't feel I was as productive. You know, it was kind of, I think it's one of those stepping stones. It wasn't something that was supposed to be a position where you live in forever. And I think if anybody, you know, any healthcare that you're in, uh, even our athletic trainers, um, you know, just because you started out in secondary schools or just because you started out in college doesn't mean you have to finish your career there. There's, there's some lifelongers that, that stay in their career or in their setting for their full career. And that's awesome, but it's few and far between, but I really, you know, I, I've seen, I saw a colleague that left, um, um, took my, my position at the space center and he was there for four or five years and has moved on and is now working with Amazon as an injury uh, specialist and is doing great things and, and mm. bringing on athletic trainers with Amazon. And if he wouldn't have broken that mold and, 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 and ventured off, he would have never experienced that. And so, you know, I experienced a lot. And so now where I'm in a management type role where we are actually st- being so strategic in our partnerships with Advent Health. And one of the things I put in there is how we can use athletic trainers in a physician office and can we get reimbursed for them? Can we make profit off of them? And so I really, um, I'm on a, uh, the NATA, the National Athletic Trainers Association has a third party reimbursement initiative um, task force. And me and about four other individuals, we are initiating uh, education and training uh, and uh, research and pilot studies on how athletic trainers can be reimbursed uh, for their for certain procedures in a physician's office or autonomously on their own. So as you're bringing in an AT, there's actually potential that there's CPT codes that you can bill. And so it's educating mm-hmm. these insurance companies on ATs being a licensed healthcare provider, because a lot of them don't, just like maybe some listeners today, haven't heard of the athletic trainer or thought we trained Olympic athletes or high school athletes or something, but we're actually a medical provider. We're, um, we're very in tune with the human body and injury diagnosis and injury prevention and injury care. Um, and post-op care is a huge component. Um, you know, so working in an ortho office, working in a chiropractor office, working at many different locations, we can bill. So that, that turmoil of my career there that I wasn't so happy with and, and didn't really feel comfortable in, um, was because I was learning. And so sometimes when you're, when you're not comfortable in something, it's because you can't just relax and you're on mm-hmm. your toes the whole time. Right. <laughs> oh, so I was learning <laughs> so much. So when I left, it was like, you know, it was an answer to prayer that something new was coming up and I was going in a new direction, but I look back and go, man, I, I probably wouldn't understand half of the insurance and the billing components. I wouldn't understand the business strategies. I wouldn't understand as I now work with not over, like I work with many different service lines. So when I call an ortho office and I talk about an ortho meeting with our athletic trainers or supporting us in this event, I know behind the scenes what's going on in that ortho office because I was there. I know the, the stress and the volume that they, that they are under in order to deliver the great services that they provide. So um, I don't, so I don't, like I said, I, to answer your question, I don't think it was a mistake. I don't think I made an error. Um, I think, you know, I'll tell you this, every job that I have, I pursued. So when the Mm -hmm. internship came up, I pursued it at the space center and I interned there and they said, would you like to work? And I pursued it, pursued it, pursued it until they hired me. And then when they hired me, 
when I wanted to leave, I didn't just quit and leave. I actually wrote a proposal to an ortho and said, this is how I can make your office more profitable. I can increase your volume by allowing me to assist you in, in your clinic. And after about eight months of education and advocacy for that, it, they said, yeah, we want to do this. This is great. Thank you for bringing this to us. And boom, mm -hmm. I made that move. And then as we got into, um, you know, Advent Health, you know, I had um, applied for a couple different positions with Advent Health and a couple different areas and was trying to find the right niche. And when we got in this discussion for this role that I started out with, it was like I was helping them mold the job. You know, there is still maybe some open ended questions of what the role would look like. And I was able to, you know, say, hey, this is what I would do. This is how I would design it. And and it's actually more I think I'm on my third, <laughs> third promotion or redesign <laughs> of the job because it, 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 no one really knows what it's going to turn into, especially when it's a new role. So, um, yeah, I mean, you've got to be persistent and you got to pursue what's your passion. And, um, you know, so I don't know. I mean, mistakes, we all make mistakes and we all say the wrong things or do the wrong things, or maybe, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't regret my professional career as an athletic trainer. I don't regret going to my master's right away. I don't regret, I don't regret getting my MBA that took me four and a half years to get. And it was <laughs> grueling, but I can lean on that now. Um, and, um, you know, I, for a while, I thought I was going to be at the space center for my whole career, but I realized that, man, there's, there's a lot out there and I like to be challenged. I don't know about you. I like, I like a new challenge. I always want to learn. And I always want to grow. Yeah. And I, I have to say from uh, me doing the, the externship with you, that was one of the, the main reasons I said, oh, well, let me bring this this guy, Mike, that I know that's an athletic trainer in the area. Let's get him into the office. Um, we're going to have him coming in. I'm having nutrition coming in uh, by the new year. Uh, we're going to have a medical director that's going to be able to oversee them as well versus just uh, uh, somebody with my chiropractic license, having the medical wow. director does help out. And uh, we're going to be able to build something great here and uh, be able to get the rehab going and start working more with the athletic training side of it that's whole person care right yeah <laughs> you're, you're hitting them at all the angles i think that's great i'm seeing uh, i have a colleague that um is an orthopedic surgeon that just took a new role uh in central florida and that's the first thing he did before he opened his doors is he put out a um a search for an athletic trainer to assist him in the office and in the or um which is just phenomenal um and um, he sees the potential and more and more docs are seeing that and mm -hmm. uh, more physician offices. And, um, you know, I think you're going to see athletic trainers and urgent care centers, you know, helping with musculoskeletal injuries from like, mm -hmm. like that bump and bruise. Um, we're, we're at Advent Health. We're, you know, we're expanding our concussion programs and really trying to utilize our athletic trainers to extend the, the concussion service from a, from a physician standpoint. So, yeah, it's great. Um, that's a that's a good move for you. I'm sure. I'm excited to see how it turns out and, and oh, hear me, some good stories. Me too. Me too. Um, and uh, what, what's cool about this guy is he uh, he comes in with his World Series rings from when he was with the Cardinals. So I was oh, like, wow. that's just, that, I'm like, that's cool because it's just neat to be able to work with somebody that's been through yeah. other different avenues and now they're moving into a, a rehab portion. So for the uh, people that are looking to go out after athletic training, what's some advice you could give to the possible potential students out there? 
so you're asking students that are going into the profession or yeah, they have, they may not have decided yet, or they're maybe a semester or two into athletic training, just some mm -hmm. advice to the student. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so first and first off, if you want any information about an being an athletic trainer, what the, what the profession looks like, what the education looks like, check out NATA.org. NATA.org is the National Athletic Trainers Association, um, and they have a plethora of information on there to educate you about that. Um, also, the BOC, so BOCATC.org is the Board of Certification for Athletic Trainers that will talk about the education requirements, the accreditation process of some of the schools. So first off, if you want to get into athletic training, make sure your school is an accredited program through the BOC, the Board of Certification, because you don't want to waste your time going through a program that doesn't allow you to sit for the national certification exam and, and kind of mm -hmm. elevate you in your, in your future. So make sure it's accredited and you can get all that information online. Um, if you have an opportunity, and you would probably vouch for this, if you have an opportunity for an internship or an externship or wherever it may be during the summer before you graduate or after you graduate, take advantage of it because it's going gonna, it's gonna to open up doors that you probably wouldn't have walked through Mm -hmm. uh, initially. So when I was, uh, I went to East Stroudsburg university for my undergrad, went to my, for my master's, went to Illinois state university and I did them right back to back, like no breaks, you know? And, um, it was the, my first summer at Illinois state, it was either stay in Illinois and take a basket weaving course. Cause they didn't offer more, most, uh, athletic training courses and stuff like that over the summer or use your time and, and get an internship. So I did. And that's when I got the internship at the space center with rehab works. I mean, that, that internship was brand new. The, the ink was still wet. The walls were, <laughs> were still <laughs> raw. Uh, it was a brand new spanking program. So getting there from the very beginning was really cool, but my mind was set that I was going to go to North Carolina, South Carolina, something like that, find a, a big high school in the rural setting and where I couldn't wait for those Friday night lights when the whole community came out and cheered on the football team and cared for these out. That, that was, that was my picture of my profession right there. Um, <laughs> and I had no idea about corporate industrial athletic training. Florida wasn't even in my radar, let alone my, you know, I was like, that's the place you go to when you want to go see Mickey Mouse, but it wasn't a place <laughs> to go for, you know? So, you know, I would tell anyone, a student that is out there that is, is working um, towards their athletic training degree, um, you may have a passion for a setting and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you have a passion for secondary schools. You have a passion for collegiate sports. You have a passion for corporate industrial or performing arts. Go for it. Follow your dreams. Stay on track. But always keep a keep a, a wide open um, peripheral view of what comes up and, and take advantage of these internships or these externships. And um, if anything, get involved with your state association. So here in the state of Florida, we have ATAF, the Athletic Trainers Association of Florida. I had the privilege of, of being the president of ATAF for, for six years and just rolled out this past year. And um, watching these young students over that six years go from the student program and then get employed and then get engaged <laughs> on these committees is great. And so get, in, get involved with your state association, with your student program um, and your district uh, organization, because there's a, a, a lot of knowledge, a lot of experience, a lot of mentors that are there for you to grab hold. So having a mentor, getting the internships, keeping your options open. Um, and that's probably true for most professions. 
Um, but um, right now, the education platform has moved that you do graduate with a master's. So it's um, you don't have to worry about going to undergrad and do I get my master's? You're going to get it because that's how the new curriculum is written. And um, so you're going to graduate with a good degree. Don't settle for less uh, when you get that job. And, you know, enjoy. You want to wake up where you're at and enjoy it. So, uh, and if you make a mistake along the way, it's all right. Cause there's plenty of years to recoup from it. Right. Yeah. And, uh, so it looks like we're, we're about out of time. Um, this was, uh, this was wonderful. And, and I like the way you put it. Uh, when I, I put out mistake, everybody makes mistakes and the fact that you learn from them and you can look back on it and just say, Oh, that molded me to where I am now. That's what I think people need to look at. Failure yeah. is okay as long as you can use it to improve yourself. So Absolutely. if somebody wants to get a hold of you, you're at Advent Health. How do they get a hold of you? Um, any of the athletic trainers or potential ones out there? Yeah, no, uh, email would probably be the best thing. You can go to Eric, E-R-I-K dot Nason, N-A-S-O-N at adventhealth.com. All right. And if anybody is looking to get a hold of him and just... Uh, can't remember you can always contact me and we can definitely get him in contact with you so again thank you eric for joining us uh, my name is dr jason alvian and uh, this was structurally sound the opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of webmasterradio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited.